I feel like every uh, every so often we get satisfied with our lives. You know, you when when you ever get satisfied with your life, you get complacent. You know, mm. you're like you're like you know what, man? I'm in a good spot. I'm doing good things. Got a good job. Got a good family. I don't really. I don't have that hunger I used to. I know a lot of celebrities talk about this. I know a lot of athletes who talk about this. And I know a lot of musicians who talk about it as well. The greatest art, the greatest thing comes from, you know, and and I, I think this is true to a certain extent. It comes from heartbreak. It comes from tragedy. It comes from a struggle. Um, it, I mean, if you think, and this is the easiest example I can ever bring up, My Beautiful Dark Toast of Fantasy. That's, that's a clear example of, 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 uh, heartbreak, actually 808s and heartbreaks too, but, uh, heartbreak and tragedy creating masterful art. Uh, I know it's crazy to say, um, no, it's not crazy to say it's very accurate. So when you look at what happened to chance, the rapper and what he started out with when it was the 10 day mixtape. And getting suspended from school for smoking weed then he goes yeah. up to make that project 10 days right? yeah then he does acid rap dealing with addiction then he goes and does coloring book where he's you could argue is he's at the pinnacle of his success there balancing uh, both you know angels and demons on his left and right you know exactly yeah and and that's a good point too and then right after that you're at the pinnacle of success what happened how did i start the pod everybody who is listening right now remember how i started the pod you get complacent, you realize you got a good house, good wife, good job, good money. <laughs> and you become, I love my wife. I love my wife. So I think what you know, you could simply answer this question: what happened to Chance the Rapper? Complacency. I think he just became complacent in where he was in terms of his career what pinnacle, what level he had gotten to, the success that he had gotten to. And you know what? Like, fair on him. He's made enough money to satisfy him and his family and have generational wealth for a really long time. So salute to him. Can't knock that, yeah. Them three yeah. hats be selling like hotcakes, bro. Three hats be selling like hotcakes. No no doubt about that. He made the dad hat, dad hat popular just based on that. Um, but, like, realistically, man, you know, I don't know. Is it something that we should accept that like nowadays rappers just have a shorter lifespan, shorter uh, shelf life than than Not rappers really. back in the day? Not really. Like you said, he, he got complacent. You know what I mean? He he did get very complacent in where his his trajectory was going to be going. And some things definitely changed, man. Like having yes men around him definitely made a huge difference because he's being sued by his manager who's been through all of his other projects. I think his name's like Pat Cokeman or whatever, not Co Corkerman or whatever, not Cokeman. That's a horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be like, don't, don't yeah. man named Pat Cokeman. Dude, <laughs> I was about to be like, man, that is, that is like the worst agent name to ever have in your life. There's no doubt in my mind. <laughs> If your manager's last name is Coke Man, run away from that deal. <laughs> a seven twenty deal instantly. My guy, you you gonna be in a jail right beside Takeshi Six Nine, fam? If he's Coke Man, <laughs> yeah, man. I'm gonna call him Pat because his last name is so interesting. But uh, right. I was saying, he filed a lawsuit against Chance Man because he didn't take his advice. He was surrounded by yes men, his family, you know, his friends. 
maybe similar to a Kawhi situation where you have family and friends. Kawhi, and wow, that is a great comparison. That's a great comparison. Right? So I feel like it's the same, man. He had his family telling him to do all these different things. Pat described his studio sessions were horrible. He's saying, you're getting married. Take time away from doing this album, you know what I mean? Just take some time away from it. In fact, Pat didn't even know he was giving a release date for this project. You know, and that's why he's suing him because he was saying a lot of the sessions were really bad. They were like half-assed, freestyle sessions, barely getting stuff out and just sending them out for features, you know? And I can see where it comes from. You listen to The Big Day and it sounds like a bunch of freestyles, like Hot Shower or whatever it was. It's it's just a bad, it's such a bad album. It's just a bad album. If you, if. It is. And if you think about, um, you know, Chance's discography, I don't want to discredit what Chance has does, done as an artist because like 10 Day, Acid Rap, and Coloring, uh, book. And Coloring book, they're no, all- me off a mixtape, bro. Coloring book, ridiculous. You know they're, I mean? all, they're all classics in my books, to be honest with you. I think all, you know, all three intended? of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I coloring books are classics. That's <laughs> <laughs> me. I don't know, man. I, I think they are classics, to be honest with you. And and the thing is, you know, a lot of people expected Chance. Like, I remember when Chance first came out, they're like, oh, my God, this is Kanye West's prodigy. This guy sounds exactly like Kanye West when Kanye Bro, first Bro, he met Kanye West. How is he supposed to fail? He made yeah, Sunday true. Candy. He's never that's going true. to hell. That's true. That's true. That's true. You're right. You're right. Man, that 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 line hits so much different on ultralight beam now, yo. It, oh, it, it hits way different now. Oh my god, it's like a completely different song. The ultralight um, beamed him down to irrelevance. I'm just kidding. That's disrespectful, not man. But he's still young in his career. Mad disrespectful, be come on, son. I'm just hurt. I'm just a huge chance fan. You saw me listen to Chance the other day, bro. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, you were listening to his hat. Cocoa, butter ki- kisses, hot chocolate, Santa get conversation. Yeah, Santa Christmas, Santa Christmas. You know, all of that. You know, it was interesting. Even those new Christmas stuff was a little bit, you know, not really out, out the field. But let's focus more on like on his career, man. Yeah. The big day was such a flop. It. Like, it's weird, man. I've never seen an artist sell two for one tickets for their concert. Never in in history. I've heard like an artist <laughs> two for one. He was doing a bogo. Oh no, 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 no! He can't be doing bogo sales on his on his concert tickets. Are you yeah. crazy? And the stadiums he was in were reporting that he's only filling them at like fifteen to twenty percent capacity. You know, so he shouldn't have been in all these venues. But you have to blame it on like the career that he's kind of had or like places he put himself in that other artists haven't been, you know, very suburban, like, you know, type of rap. Got to perform at the White House, do all these different type of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he's one of the only artists on uh, rappers to perform so often on SNL. Like he's been there most true. amount of times, you know what That's I mean? True. So, yeah. Putting and, him in the limelight, but not having the actual like music that matters most to back him up kind of hindered his career. Yeah, uh, no, but on, on some real, like, 
the the rise that Chance the Rapper had was higher than a lot of rises that artists have had. Like the expectations were set so high for him after Coloring Book that like, you know, that could have played a factor to it as well. Uh, but you yeah, have to ride for the okay. Kendrick Cole, like at the level. Like yeah. That high, like you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, the whole part of being an artist is like when the expectations are that high, are you going to be able to deliver? Right. Uh, any, any, me and you can make a mixtape with nothing on the line and it'd be the greatest thing of all time. But like when there's, when there's a hundred, <laughs> when there's, when there's a hundred thousand people, millions of people waiting on your music, the, the pressure is higher for you to become, and and actually live up to those expectations. The other thing, and this is just from a quick so, uh, Google search, a lot of people think it's just because he got sober and became a dad. Do you think yeah. that, that I'm, I mean, I'm sure that had a huge factor. He's not the same artist he was when he was making acid rap. I can tell you that much. No, for sure. And he likes, uh, like, I feel like he feels like he's a poster boy for like making like artists, like, you know, listen to like, you know, him. Oh, I'm a Christian. I'm a rapper. I'm in this industry. But the way I say it, like he he's saying he didn't want to make that type of music because his grandmother kind of wanted him to make like, you know, like different type of music. And that's why he kind of translated over. And he's a huge, big, like Christian, like follower of God. But I feel like, you know, at that point, like if you believe in God and all that stuff, like if halfway through, if you don't put your own effort, you're not going to get blessed. So you got to at least meet him halfway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like put an effort forward. And based upon this music, it didn't seem like any effort was performed. Like his manager said, Pat, uh, we won't remember his last name, but Pat was saying that like the studio sessions were like half-assed, freestyle done. I can just imagine what it looks like. I drop a quick 16 or a quick 32, and then I send over to Nicki Minaj, or I send over to Travis Scott to just do the thing and then add on it. All the features were way better than his verses on the project. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I guess this goes back to, to my earlier question in the pod. And this could this could sum it up if you want to, but are is the shelf life of a rapper shorter now? Is is the rise and fall of a rapper like let's say with a guy like Lil Baby, who uh, you know a lot of people knew from from his music prior to Drake, but a lot of people got onto his music because of that Drake song that he did, the feature, and then his career catapulted. Now he, you could say that a guy like Lil Baby is at the peak of his career. How long is he going to stay at the peak of his career before his stuff gets into that chance to rapper mode? You know, the, the thing is artists evolve, right? Artists evolve. And like, the thing is fan bases don't necessarily evolve with the artists as much anymore. They want to hear the same type of stuff the artists are doing consistently. And that's just, I think that's unfair on the artist because the art, like they, the musician, you know, they want to change all the time. Their life is con- consistently changing. So it's hard for them to to keep giving out the exact same type of content. Mm-hmm. So chance chance became sober. He get, he became a dad. But back to my back to my earlier point. Yeah. Shelf life. Does the shelf life matter of a rapper now? I think we're just t- touching base upon like with Chance and like his type of music and the fan base not really like changing with him. Like you think of Chance is like it was a his earlier stuff was like a mix between. Yes, I'm a teenager and I'm an adult at the same time. But yeah, I'm a mixture between both. Like I'm not a child and I'm not yet a full adult immersed into doing all these different things. It was a space that he had confidence, like that college person, you know, finding themselves, figuring out that type of lifestyle. Now he's a grown ass man. Now he's a grown ass man. You know what I mean? He has a wife and kids and stuff like that. But I feel it comes back to the vein, not really like shelf life, but more about 
we like our artists more when they're on the drugs, man. Like, we gotta be honest. Yeah. Or when they're off their their vices. Same thing for Wayne when he was off that perp doing all those things. Allegedly, we'll say that. Allegedly. Great. Yeah. Okay, not allegedly. The interview with him literally spilling his lean cup during the interview was hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we can say the same thing for so many artists, man. So it's just like even Kanye, man. Kanye at the war telling Taylor Swift, yo, Beyonce deserves this. This man had his Dockers on and a bottle of Henny on the red carpet, bro. Like, we're not seeing that Kanye right now. We have Kanye at Sunday service, taking his kids to church, all of that, bro. No bottles of Henny's at the crib. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like that's that's important, man. Like, their artistry changes, like, what's going upon in their life. They're not living in that lifestyle. They're, like, in a different area, different more pg setting that's more more different more family yeah. friendly and you can't blame them man they gotta grow up at one one point in time yeah no you're right and, and like i guess that's something fan bases will have to get used to although they've never really gotten used to it that's just how the way how life goes realistically as a musician uh one day you're hot and one day you're not um when <laughs> bars comes- you write that down <laughs> uh but but with chance it's with Chance, it feels like it was too early for him to not. And it feels like that's become a recurring topic with a lot of new artists. A lot of new artists. I was a huge fan of the baby when he first came out. I can't stand the baby anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Lil Baby is is a good artist. I, I, I'm kind of newer to his music, so I enjoy his music now. But I could imagine a lot of people are getting tired of his music. Same thing happened to Gunna, um, mm-hmm. you know, and... and how many more artists are going to like, is the shelf life of an artist just going to get shorter and shorter just because the people, the fan base doesn't evolve as quickly as the artist does. Like, I feel like because there's so many artists that are so unprepared to jump into the music industry, especially nowadays, you know, yeah. they'll make, they'll make a song and they'll drop it on SoundCloud and they become famous or they'll, you know, it'll get shared on TikTok and they'll become famous that way that they really have no idea what they're getting into. And once they get into the music industry, they're like, oh, I actually want to make this type of music. And the fan base is way not ready for that adjustment at all. You can look at designer if you want uh, for, for that kind of reference. I feel like in a bigger scale, it happened to Chance the Rapper. No, I totally understand that, man. Uh, it kind of did happen to Chance in, in that vein as well, too. But listen, man, Chance, it's not over for him, as people may be saying, like it's completely done. He's uh, 27, still has a fan base, one of six rappers, you know, to ever appear on Sesame Street. And they had like hundreds and hundreds of artists and entertainers come on. Only one of six rappers to be on there. Wow. You know what I mean? The golden boy for hip hop for at least five to six years, over half a decade, man, where he brought a whole different humility aspect to the rap game where it's not like all in your face, you know what I mean? Just all smiles there for everybody, you know? A whole more PG family-friendly relationship that he kind of brought to the hip-hop game, man. Independent, really preaching preaching that, you know, ownership, all of that. People can say he was at the forefront of that for this new generation. So I won't say it's a fall-off for um, my boy Chance. And he still has a lot of opportunities to get back. Okay. I, I agree with you. Hopefully. We'll see, man. We'll see. He still has a shot. It's slim, though. It's a slim. He's on thin ice right now, man. Thin ice. <laughs> he's skating, eh? He's skating. He's skating. <laughs> this, this man isn't even in Canada right now, but he's skating. Oh, man. Until next time, this is more than No Good Podcast. We'll see you soon. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But... 
Then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC.